This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. While Fairgrounds Racecourse in New Orleans is the current stop on the road to the Kentucky Derby, as today the track plays host to six stakes races highlighted by the $400,000 Grade 2 Risen Star Stakes at one and a eighth mile on the dirt and a major prep for this year's Kentucky Derby. Friend of the show, jockey Flo Giroux, will be a busy man today at Fairgrounds as he will have a mount in four of the stakes events, including the Risen Star where he will ride the undefeated Tawny Port, trained by Brad Cox. And the Cox-Drew team knows a thing or two about winning the Risen Star, having won the race the last two years, Mandaloon in 2021, and Mr. Monomoy in 2020. And for the record, Flo is actually tied for the most wins in the Risen Star with three, and tied with another friend of the show, Robbie Alvarado and Shane Romero. A win today by Tawny Port. It would also put trainer Brad Cox in a tie for the most wins in the Risen Star with three, and he too would be in pretty good company. Neil Howard? Todd Pletcher, and D. Wayne Luca. Shortly, Flo Jarrell will join us on Ponies 24-7, and we will talk more about the Risen Star, Tawny Port, and, of course, the amazing Mandaloon, and what is on the horizon as his four-year-old season continues. Also today, you may recall that last week we touched upon the Ontario Equine Education and Employment Program, a free program launched last month and designed to help businesses and to develop talent for the future of the equine industry. Ashley McDonald is Placement and Program Coordinator for the Ontario Ontario Equine Education and Employment Program, and she joins us on today's show. Will introduce us to the valuable program that involves Equine Guelph, VPI Working Solutions, an employment service provider for the Ministry of Labor, and the Ontario Harness Horse Association, which is really cool. Who are administering the program? The OAHA, the Ontario Harness Horse Association, OAHA, is using a training curriculum that is closely developed with equine Guelph and local employers. While the course itself includes eight weeks of online academic instruction and then followed by paid work placements of six to 12 weeks at local employers, shortly we will meet Ashley McDonald and we'll learn more about this well-needed Ontario equine education and employment program on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Also today, the name Chris Lohman is probably well-known to the Woodbine Faithful. Chris is senior writer and senior manager of content for Woodbine's communications department, and Chris has been covering horse racing for close to 30 years. A sovereign award winner for outstanding riding and horse racing, he actually has been nominated several times. Chris is currently in the midst of preparing regular personality features entitled Five Furlongs with... Writings that emphasize and promote the hard work and dedication of the Woodbine backstretch community, and these works are regularly shared via the Woodbine Communications Department social media. Shortly, we will meet Chris Lohman and find out more about his role at Woodbine and what we can look forward to as opening day for the Thoroughbreds is getting closer and closer. And finally, well... He's back. Co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodby Mohawk Park and some other North American tracks that are racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show, so you better get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, my co-host, the amazing Larry Simpson, will join us as we catch up on some recent racing news. This is Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Wood- Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from dark horse to winner. 
Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks, and government, and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. All right, let's welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the expert in all things pony, Larry Simpson. Larry, how are you? I'm doing okay, Jim. How about you? Well, good, because I did say the Rams would win by three last week in the Super Bowl, and I was right. Uh, you were, but uh, I was cheering for the over. <laughs> that did not happen. It did not go over, because uh, why do you run a play, or not run a play, instead of uh, try to pass on fourth down and one, right? So yeah. it just did not make any sense. Uh, very low percentage call I made, and, and uh, came to backfire on them. But it was a good game. It was a good game, and we got a real—I mean, a real showcase for just how good Aaron Donald is, a defensive player. I mean, they tried everything. Cincinnati, they couldn't stop him. They couldn't keep him from hitting poor Joe Burrow. Well, exactly, and uh, and and good enough for Joe Burrow. He, he got his knee banged up, and luckily it wasn't his bad knee. It was uh, his other knee, but. Uh, uh, no, I think uh, Cincy looks like a team to uh, you know look forward to next year. I don't think they're going to beat the Buffalo Bills, mind you, but uh, you know that's a topic for another day. Well, they got lots of news in the horse racing industry, Larry, including the passing of someone you know quite well, Charles Juravinsky, who was the original owner of Flamborough Downs in Dundas, Ontario, a Hall of Famer too, and a major donor to the Hamilton Hospital. Let's talk about Charles and why he was so special to horse racing in this province. Well, Charles uh, I, and, and I, we, we went back a, a long ways. Uh, I originally, when I broke into this industry, worked for the Canadian Trotting Association, which is now Spanabrick, Canada. And Charles was actually on the board of directors for the, uh, uh, for the Canadian Trotting Association. And I got to know him that way. And he was, he was a very, uh, very nice gentleman, very smart man. Uh, one of the things he did do was uh, he was behind the building of Flamborough Downs. He owned uh, Flamborough Downs for oh uh, quite a few years, and then they got basically sold to uh, Magna when Frank Stronach was involved with uh, with the uh, with Magna. But uh, Charles was a was a great guy. He you know 
uh, you could say he put his money where his mouth was as far as uh, you know the horse racing industry was concerned. And it, it was it was kind of funny that uh, he uh, uh, got involved with a, a chap by the name of Gordon Rumpel. And Gordon Rumpel owned a horse by the name On the Road Again. On the Road Again was probably one of the best horses to ever race uh, uh, in North America. Hmm. He's a Hall of Famer. And the two of them got together and uh, uh, bought a horse by the name of Matt Scooter as a, a yearling. And Matt Scooter became a champion horse and a Hall of Fame horse as well. And uh, just a side story on Gordon Rumpel, when I was working for the Canadian Trotting Association, we used to uh, uh, work at uh, trying to get something promoted, horse racing, harness racing promoted at the uh, Royal Winter Fair here in Toronto. And uh, we had this idea about getting uh, on the road again to go down on the closing night of Saturday and basically just pace around the the, the ring at the, at the exhibition center there. And so I basically I spoke to Charles Jurovinsky and I said, you know, uh, could you put me in touch with, with Gordon Rumpel? And Gordon Rumpel was actually a director of the Canadian Trotting Association. And he put me in touch with uh, with Gordon and I said to Gordon, you know, you might think this is wacky, you know, bringing this million dollar horse to the Royal Winter Fair, but could you do it? And he said, sure, we'll do it. So they brought, uh, Royal, you know, it was a closing night. There was no horses left in the horse palace at all, except for on the road again. Wow. <laughs> and here, here was this million dollar horse, you know, in the uh, horse palace at, at Woodbine or at uh, the CNE. And they took him out and they actually, they brought Buddy Gilmore, who's a Hall of Fame driver. They brought him to drive the horse at the, uh, uh, closing ceremonies for the uh, Royal Winter Fair. So uh, it was kind of funny that Charles was involved. Like, it, it all goes back to Charles Jurovinsky. He put me in touch wow. with uh, Gord Rumpel because, and then they eventually became partners on Matt Scooter. So it's funny what goes around comes around type of thing, right? So. And, and at the same time, and lots happening with Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park, Larry. The Woodbine backstretch, we mentioned officially open now, but the even bigger, all the slots for the Mohawk Million, they've been filled. I mean, this million-dollar race yeah. doesn't take place at September 21st. It's 24th. It's mid-February. All the slots are filled, Larry. Yeah, the, uh, Jim Lawson uh, put a tweet out the other day that he was happy that the final slot had been filled. Jeez. Uh, we don't know the names yet. We we won't know until the the end of this month. But uh, uh, basically, it's going to be a uh, you know 10-horse field. Nine of them are... are uh, uh, by the, the slot owners, and uh, one is the uh, the, the buy-in from the, the winner of the uh, the race prior to that on the, the Saturday night prior. So uh, it's going to be a great race. I know Jim was very happy. Uh, it's a million dollar purse, and yeah, it's 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 great for 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 racing and great for Woodbine Mohawk Park. Well, the $400,000 Grade 2 Risen Stakes race at Fairgrounds and getting closer to the Kentucky Derby, it's races like the Risen Star that's going to play a huge role. Who actually starts the first Saturday in May? That should lead us to a great time. Our friend Flo Giroux, uh, he knows all about what it's like to race at Fairgrounds race, race and race course. He's a friend of the show, and he's going to be aboard the undefeated Tawny Port from the Brad Cox Barn and today's Risen Star. Flo, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure. For a lot of people who don't understand how good of a horse Tawny Port is, why is this horse undefeated? What makes it such a special horse? 
Well, it looks like he likes to win, you know, but he's going to have to deal with a new uh, surface, you know, today uh, on the dirt. Uh, he's two for two so far on the synthetic, you know, on the, on the poly track, so he's going to have to pull himself and show uh, he can do it also on the, on the dirt. And I guess that's one of the big questions, eh? whether he can transfer his form from the uh, the tapita surface over to the dirt. And I guess the other thing is, can he get the mile in the nice distance? Yeah, I don't think the, the the distance is a problem. I think it's more like a surface thing in him than anything else, you know. But he's, he's bred for it, you know, he's by Polina Donald, so I, I would think, you know, he should like it. Uh, we, we just see, it seems like a very, uh, very tough race, to be honest. You you have been at uh, fairgrounds before and have had great success there. What is it about this track and this race course that f- fits so well with you and your style? Well, I think I have a good horses, you know, to, to start <laughs> with. I think it's what makes it, you know, uh, easier. But no, I just know the track very well now. I've been there for a couple of years. Uh, it's a long stretch. I think it's a place pretty fair, especially in the dirt. You can come from behind or you can so also have a uh, you know, front runner and uh, get the job done. So it's just a fair track to ride. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, when you ride good horses, it makes everything uh, easier. I was reading on the internet flow that post one and two have won 30% of the races at a mile and an eighth uh, so far this meet. And then when you add post three and four combined, those four post positions have won 50% of the races. Why are the inside posts so successful at the mile and eighth distance at this track, do you think? Well, maybe because there's not many horses running. <laughs> um, there's more than six, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure one, two, three, four, they take the slots, you know? Honestly, I don't know. I think it's... I'm not worried there if I have an outside post. I think the slots, you know, right now, it's more, you know, because of, like, like you know, of like a big, uh, big feed, you know? So, you know, have, you know, have horses, you know, from one to four because there's more horses running, you know? Right. I don't think it's a disadvantage, to be honest. You know, it's just uh, you just need the right horse. But you won with Mandaloon last year, and then out of the ten hole, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's. I mean, like I said, you know, it's not like. I think you need to see the the style of the horse, but I don't think it's a big disadvantage. You know, uh, especially going a man eight. I mean, you, you have a little while, you know, before the the first turn comes. So I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's a disadvantage at all. Okay. Speaking with Super Jockey Flo Giroux, Flo. Before we get to more about Mandaloon, uh, it's an interesting race. You, you got some great competition with Epicenter and uh, Smile Happy and Papa Cap. So, are, are you racing just your race with Tony Port, or how much are you racing some of the other favorites and having strategy to win this race? Well, I'm going to ride my own horse. I don't think I can, you know, like I said, you know, uh, mess around, you know, trying to put uh, other uh, jockeys in the track, but you know. Uh, Seems like, you know, uh, they have uh, some little more, you know, proven horses. Uh, and, uh, like uh, I like to do, I just like to ride my own horse. You know, I don't like to, you know, have some kind of like, you know, strategy to mess somebody up, you know, race, you know. Uh, he also likes to come from the back. Uh, last time he was a little more in the mix. Uh, looks like this should be, you know, plenty of horses a little bit quicker than me uh, earlier. So we just try to follow them, and hopefully, uh, when they get tired, I can pass them at the end. Larry? Okay. All right, All right let's talk about Mandaloon uh, Flo. Uh, he's been training well, and I guess 
the the move with him is what to go to uh, Dubai. Uh, no, he's in Saudi right now. Or Saudi, sorry, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the host, uh, the host flew there. Uh, he just got there actually yesterday. Looks okay. like everything went well. You know, it's a very long trip, so I'm just hoping you know uh, he he recover from it. You know, and uh, from there, I think he hoping he likes the track. And hopefully for uh, hopefully make a good run over there in the Saudi Cup for sure next week. You rode Gunrunner. You rode Mandaloon. Um, obviously, Gunrunner was a very, very successful horse, made a lot of money. How do you compare the two? Well, they're a little bit different. I would say uh, Gunrunner had a little more, you know, uh, a little more tactical speed and uh, was a little more focused, you know, from the beginning. Uh, this guy, Mandaloon, you know, I, I thought, I always thought, you know, he was a little bit, you know, uh, uh, slower, you know, coming around uh, mentally. I was helping a, a big baby, and sometimes, you know, I always felt like the ability was there, you know, but sometimes he didn't really put his, his head, you know, uh, uh, his mind into the business. It looked like uh, he's getting better now as a, as a four years old. So I'm, I'm hoping a big race from him, but uh, they're both different horses. It's very hard to compare, but I'm hoping uh, Mandarin can can make as much money as uh, again when it would be in good shape. Okay, I've always wanted to ask you this, Flo. Like, you ride basically wherever the, the good uh, stakes races are in that. You've, you've been up here in Canada. Uh, you Obviously, you, you're in Kentucky for the Derby last year. You're in fairgrounds today. Like, you have all these, you know, you could be in four different racetracks in, in over two weeks. Uh, how do you do it? Do you have someone who books your travel arrangements for you, or, or is that the role of your, your agent that, that looks after all that for you? Yeah, well, first of all, I have, uh, you know, my agent is the one managing, you know, all that. And, you know, we go out of town when, when it makes sense. You know, we're not going to go, you know, all the way, uh, you know, to to places, you know, like Woodbine or, uh, let's say, Florida, you know, I just don't tell you to one trust, you know, it doesn't make much sense. So you're trying to follow your business and just where it makes sense and also try to be uh, loyal to your clients. And when we have that, you know, uh, locked up, you know, booked up, you know, with, with the, the, the trainer and, and the owner, uh, I have a travel agent who works with me and set up, you know, all the you know, plane tickets and rental car, hotel, and all that stuff. So it's, a, it's definitely a, a teamwork, for sure. I mean, it, it brings up another question, Flo. Say you're going from Kentucky up to Toronto. Are you the kind of person who would like to drive just to clear your head, look at the scenery, and sort of get into that mental state where you're driving to Woodbine? Uh, no, I, I, I fly pretty much, you know, 90% of the time just because, you know, First of all, uh, number one, uh, we don't have that much time. You know, <laughs> uh, if I fly to Toronto next day, uh, I need to get back to Kentucky, so I don't have any time to come back. So I need to fly. And it's more time than thing, and uh, also uh, I don't feel like I can drive. You know, fifteen hours. You know, uh, you know, back and forth. You know, and and expect to to be at my top. You know, physically when I ride the race. Indeed. Well, best of luck on Tawny Port. Everyone's going to be cheering for you, Flo. Friend of the show, friend to all who love horse racing. We always enjoy having you on, and let's hope you have a fantastic season, Flo. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, Flo.
When we come back, Ashley McDonald will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HBIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSTA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSTA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSTA website at costaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. All righty then. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, Ashley McDonald joins us today, and Ashley is placement of program coordinator for the new Ontario Equine Education and Employment Program. Ashley, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Well, th- thank you. I, I, real quick, I have to say, this is such a great program. I, my wife's family have some farmers in the Fergus area, and they're saying that it's tougher and tougher to get large animal vets and people working with large animals, including horses. So this is a great initiative to get people into the idea of working with large animals. Yeah, it's an amazing program, and there is a much-needed support for large animals. And it's because it's so hands-on, and it's a big commitment to work with large animals, especially horses. They're like little kids. They need constant attention, but it's a great program, and I'm extremely excited to have people get into the industry, which I love. Larry? So what was the impetus behind the uh, uh, Ontario Equine Education and Employment Program, Ashley? Um, Well, OHA, the Ontario Harness Horse Association, has noticed in Equine Guelph for years that there isn't a lot of people, new people, without backgrounds or heritage in the sport um, getting into the program. So we've just tried to broaden it to um, the ability to have anybody from anywhere join into working barns, not just race horses, saddle horses, and pleasure horses, and rodeo, breeding, every kind of equine industry. Well, and, and the program, really, if you have any interest, and think about this, eight-week virtual training, you'll learn from industry experts, you discover different career paths, as you just mentioned, then job placement. I mean, if you have any inkling to getting into it, this really just paves the way for you, Ashley. 
Oh, definitely. And Tech Partners VPI, they're the week one and week eight of the program. They help you. Um, there's an introduction to the course. There's lots of info sessions. There's a one-on-one intake session. Um, so you do feel a lot of support throughout the entire process. The two to seven week Equine Guelph program uh, course portal is with facilitator Gail Ecker, who's a pioneer in equine education. She's amazing. She's the backbone of Equine Guelph. And if you can learn from someone as amazing as she is, I hope that anyone who wants to get involved with horses would take advantage of this program. And I read someplace, Ashley, that the uh, the course is free. Is that correct? It is. It's 100% free. It's part of the, all the government funding. We're trying to get people jobs that they hopefully will love that are different from the nine to five office jobs. So yeah, it's completely free. You just have to sign up. But tell us about your role as the placement of program coordinator. What exactly does that entail, Ashley? So um, the administrators are OHA and I work for OHA as the program coordinator. And then I um, talk with our partners, VPI and Equine Guelph. I do a lot of running around to make sure that everybody's got exactly what they need or um, I do a lot of guest speaking for the intakes and info sessions. I'm the career specialist that everyone looks to to answer any questions when it comes to being a horse groom and caretaker. Um, and then my placement coordinator job, I go out into the equine world and I work all my connections and I make sure that the placements we're going to give to the students that have finished the course are safe and there's proper payroll, and I educate employers on the need to have proper payroll and make sure everything's safe, that there's placement kits with first aid kits and Employer Standards Acts and everything to make them more professional. Because sometimes when you're working with work, you forget that there's the outside world that involves a lot of paperwork. So that's part of my job, too. Hmm. Larry? And there is some involvement uh, with Woodbine, Ontario Racing, and the HBBA, correct? Yes, they are. They're supportive. And I'm hoping to even step forward and get even more involvement with them and have them run a couple advertisements. And they've also supported a lot of courses through Equine Guelph with Gail Ecker. And they've, they're very supportive. Well, obviously, you, you know your work and you know the craft of horse racing. For actually a lot of listeners, like, well, where did that come from? What's it, what is your background? I am extremely lucky to be a third-generation horse person in the standard race world. My grandma was a owner, trainer, breeder, driver, blacksmith. So she was kind of an amazing individual that I look up to. She drove in the Mildred Williams. She just was a pioneer for females in the industry. And my mom was a trainer. My dad is a trainer right now. My brother's a driver. They were nominated for the older trotting mare or trotting horse in the O'Briens this year, Power and Grace. So they're no strangers to the industry. And I've worked for Determination. I looked after Forbidden Trade when he won the Hambo in 2019 in New Jersey. So I got to go on amazing adventures with You're, the racehorse world. I looked after Emoticon Hanover and Dream Together in 2019. They were amazing. 
And this past year, I looked after Adair Castle for Mark Etzel. She won the two-year-old super final at Woodbine Mohawk Park. So I've got a long resume of things that I've got to do in this incredible sport. So, well, I mean, will you, will you tell a story that your grandmother was a blacksmith that right away? I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, she, she was amazing. And uh, it's, she really showed the world that if you want to do it, you can go do it. And I kind of have her in the back of my head all the time going, anyone, anywhere can do anything if they want to. Hmm. If she can be a blacksmith, you can be a horse groom. You don't have experience, that's okay. That's what the learning process is for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what you're trying to do with this course, to show that anybody can do it. And, you know, somebody's there to help them, right? Oh, yeah. I go um, to day one with placements. So um, our first student, Hannah Knowles, she was a little uncomfortable and excited, but I went to work with her on her first day, and I made it a mission for me to go to work with everyone on their first day, just because sometimes it's a lot to be in a horse world that everything's moving, and everyone who's there is a specialist to some degree, and they know what they're doing. Horses are coming in, horses are going out, they're getting hooked to jog hurts, they're getting legs up onto the racetrack, like, lots of things are happening, and I make a point to go with them because I'd be like, here's the bathroom, don't worry, there's <laughs> horses, but we're all people too, <laughs> so <laughs> I make it my job to go with them. And actually, I, I always think about what you're doing in your job, and, and you're describing this, what kind of interest have you received from people? How many people have signed up to be a part of this great chorus? So before any advertisement at all, just by word of mouth and VPI working within their internal system, we had 12 people in the first cohort, and then we jumped up to 47 in this current cohort, and they'll be placed in the next two weeks, and I'm very excited about that. And then I just did a info session with VPI and Gail on Tuesday, and there was 40 people signed up into that info session. So I'm really excited, and I'm hopefully that we get our 60 in the third cohort. And we're looking at a max of 60 participants each cohort. But because there wasn't a lot of advertising at the beginning, I hope we can catch up and complete our goal of 250 placements. But actually, with these kind of numbers, you really are going to make a difference with the industry in the province. Oh, I, I hope so. Our goal. I talk to trainers all the time and they're short help. I go, I've done some weekend work, I do some paddocks and I have a job, but we're just trying to help the industry. There's lots of need for help. And if you want to just show up, anyone will take time to teach you. I noticed in, in some of the promo material, Ashley, that it's mentioned that uh, you're working with some local employers. Uh, exactly what do you mean working with them and give some examples of who these uh, local employers might be. So I've had a lot of support from our standard bread trainers in the Guelph Lambro area. I've worked with Walter Whalen and Michael Whalen in Flambro. Rob and Yolanda Fellows and Kyle Fellows are extremely supportive. They've done all their paperwork and they're located in Milton just on second line. And they're great individuals. I have great mm -hmm. talks with Rob about the importance of making everything professional and getting the word out and hiring new people for the sport because there is such a, a need for employees, but there's 
a need to also change the stigma around horse racing and horses in general. Horses love their jobs. And I hope that having new people in the sport, that everyone will see how much fun we do have at work every day and how important the horses are to us every day. Okay, give a plug to the website for people wanting to sign up, how they can access this and be a part of this exciting career you just described. Um, so the website is ontarioequineeducation.com, and the link to sign up is there, and it's through VPI. Um, so there's an employer and an employee for students. So students can sign up through VPI, and they'll get their um, first name, last name, email address, and then VPI will contact them and invite them into the info session and the intake so they get to learn more about the program. They'll get to meet me in the info session. I have a little blurb about me and what the program is to me and how I will be supportive throughout the entire program. And I will be your placement coordinator at the end, helping you find a job. So that's for students and employees. And then the employers can also go to our website and they'll find the ministry forms that they'll have to sign up to make sure that their business is legal in Ontario. They have all their paperwork, their GST number, their business number, all that fun stuff. And I can always help with paperwork. So there's no need to worry if they don't think they, they have exactly what they need. That's my job too. Ashley, thank last you so much. You, oh Ashley, yeah, Larry, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Just last question. Uh, does this carry over into uh, 2023, 2024, or is it just this year? So it is just a pilot program right now based right. on our placement success rate. Um, we're hoping to be renewed in the ne- in the new year. Beautiful. Ashley, okay. thank you so much for doing this. Greatly appreciate it. I think you're going to steer a lot of people to this multi-billion dollar exciting industry thanks to your information. It's greatly appreciated. All the best. Oh, thank you very, very much for having me. And no problem. Talk to you soon. After the break, when we come back, Chris Lohman, Senior Writer and Senior Manager of Content for Woodbine's Communications Department, will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. We'll be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live in Ontario? Ever dreamt about owning a racehorse? You need to take Ontario Racing's Horse Ownership 101 Virtual Seminars. Join horse racing expert Elisa Blow and learn about standard bred and thoroughbred ownership opportunities in Ontario with options for every price point. These free sessions are available in a one-on-one setting or as a group. For a list of seminar dates and to book your ownership seminar, go to ontarioracing.com horse ownership today. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. 
Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, Chris Lohman is a sovereign award-winning writer and plays a major role with the Woodbine Communications Department and with the Woodbine Thoroughbred Opening Day nearing. I'm quite sure that the need for providing regular horse racing content becomes very, very important around here. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. Uh, let's get into it first. Just talk about what it is to be the senior writer and senior manager of content for Woodbine Communication. Yeah, it's an absolute honor. Uh, I really have enjoyed uh, being given that opportunity to bring these human interest stories to life uh, for both the thoroughbreds and standardbreds. So, uh, it, you know, it's it's something I I really treasure and something that I'm I'm really proud to be associated with. Larry, you've been uh, involved in the business for close to thirty years. Uh, How did you get involved? Well, I get to date myself now, so I will tell you that I was uh, born the year the Leafs last won the Stanley Cup, uh, <laughs> so we'll start off with that. And uh, I was born in London, Ontario, so my first horse racing experience was at Western Fair, uh, and I was quite young, but uh, I remember falling in love with it right away, and from there it turned into going to Woodbine, Greenwood, uh, then Mohawk, uh, went to Greenwood a lot. Uh, really, really loved that place. Um, went there as much as I could just to see the horses. And when they, you know, come out of the paddock to see them going by and when they look at you, that uh, was a pretty great feeling to see them when they look at you. And, uh, there was one horse called Minto J. She was a gray pacer and I made sure I was there every time uh, she raced. And nowadays I'm about, two, three-minute drive from where Greenwood used to be. So when we walk the dog on the boardwalk, it brings back some nice memories. Chris, it's pretty sad it's gone, though, eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is. It really is. But uh, like I said, I have programs and uh, probably some uh, non-winning tickets from those days. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I really did enjoy going there. Chris, what is it about horse racing, um, the people involved, the fans that lend itself to great storytelling and great writing? Well, that's a great question. You know what? It is that they have those stories. They have those human interest stories that people would really be drawn to, whether it's overcoming obstacles, uh, whether it's you know, just finding their, the sport uh, on their own through their family there are just an abundance of great human interest stories to be shared. And that makes my job extremely easy. And it's a privilege to be able to, to call someone up and they, you know, share their love for racing. And that's the, that's the constant, you know, whatever breed, whatever the job is, there is that passion for the sport. And there is at the core, a love of horses and, uh, to be able to tell those stories, uh, you know, uh, on their behalf is a true privilege for me. You won a sovereign award a few years ago and you've been nominated several other times when you were starting out, was winning a sovereign something that you really wanted to do? Not when I first started out. Um, I think I've always had that passion for wanting to write those human interest stories. And I think as it went along, um, people started you know, mentioning, why don't you submit? So I did, I think probably in the mid 2000s, I started uh, submitting stories and uh, I think I've been nominated six times and one to one time. So I got to get my batting average up, but uh, 
there's always so many good writers out there as there are this year uh, for the finalists. So I, I think, you know, over the years, yeah, it did become, uh, you know, important to just say, you know, that I was nominated and then to win one, uh, that, that was, yeah, that was a, a dream come true. Well, over the years, Chris, I mean, you have written about and covered and researched so many amazing, interesting people in the industry. Are there a couple that stand out that are real highlights to you in your career? Oh, that's a tough one, too. You know what? Um, I, I will say this, that I've found over the past little while, uh, speaking with the grooms hmm. has really, really been something that... Uh, has, has surprised me just how wonderful their stories are. Again, their love for the horses. Um, there's, there was one uh, lady I spoke with on the thoroughbred side, uh, Janine Lousing, uh, who's working for Dan Bella now, and she just has amazing stories and uh, just her, the way she speaks about her connection with the horses, uh, that stood out for me. Uh, there is a uh, a lady named Michelle Olson on the standardbred side. Uh, she was an iron worker at one point in her life, and now she's a groom. And again, the connection she has. Uh, but I, you know what? I, again, I, I'm just spoiled. I, I could go through a list of you know jockeys, drivers, trainers, owners, breeders that I've been really fortunate to to be able to talk to and share their stories. Real quick story, Larry, just want to do a follow-up. Is it the groomsmen because they spend so much time with the horse and build that connection? Is that what makes it just different than other people? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I think just that they're there. Uh, I think, I can't remember who told me, but it's like they're there probably first, and they're probably the last to leave hmm. um, with the horses. And Siobhan Brown, who was the groom of Mighty Heart, um, who I did the story on for my, my sovereign award in 2020. Uh, she just had this remarkable bond with this horse and the way she described it, uh, from when she first met him to winning the queen's plate, it, it was just really amazing. How do you come up with your story ideas? Well, I'm going to start calling you guys for a couple, but... Um, our otherwise... phone's always open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the door is always open. I know that. <laughs> um, you know what I do? I, I will just... It's, sometimes it's just a simple conversation. If I need to talk to them, we'll say, for more of a news-type story when we do the, the Woodbine Renner Report before the season starts, um, I will just have a conversation with them. Um, I just keep up to date when I see a trainer as maybe one their first stakes race. Um, when I see there's someone new to the game, it's just really about doing studying. And I can tell you that I'm better studying now than I was in school. Yeah, no kidding. So <laughs> speaking with Chris Lohman, the senior writer and senior manager for content for Woodbine's amazing communication department. Um, with that many horses, do, I mean, do you have horses that go, that is the horse that I wrote about that still sticks? I mean, is there a superstar horse to you or one or two that stood out amongst everything else? Yeah, you know what? I, w I would say, obviously, Mighty Heart and, and Pink Void would be uh, two um, that, that certainly stick out in my mind. I, I would also say that a horse that, um, is retired now that is living at long run, uh, living the good life there. Something extra was a story, uh, that I did with, uh, with trainer Gail Cox. Um, those kind of stories to the ones of the retired racehorses, whether that's at long run for the thoroughbreds or 
Standard Bread said with OSAS, I think those stories are, they need to be told and, and, and really uncovered that too. So that's been another kind of wonderful addition to be able to write about. And in your spare time, Chris, you also do some writing for the NHL Players Association, correct? That's correct. I've been uh, connected with the NHLPA for, oh, I guess over 20 years now. So, you know, there, there are a lot of connections. First of all, there's some players that, that own uh, horses, and there's also those same great human interest stories. So it's really kind of easy for me to kind of go in between both and, and tell those stories. You know, my philosophy is more based on, you know, they're a hockey player, but do you know this about them? Uh, maybe some of the uh, charity work they do. And with the jockeys, it's, did you know that, you know, they were this before that? So it, it's all about, for me, is just trying to show a different side of, of whatever athlete I'm talking about. It's a one thing too, Chris. I mean, I've written about hockey as well. I mean, so many hockey players have a connection to animals, not just horses, but I don't know what it is. They do have a love for animals. Yeah, they really do. Uh, whether that's whether it's some of the Canadian guys growing up on a farm, um, and it seems like there's an inordinate amount of hockey players now that have dogs. I don't know if that's <laughs> because of the pandemic or not, but they they really do. Uh, they really do have that connection, whether it's cats, dogs, or even anything else, like you said, uh, they, they really do have that bond with them. Larry? And speaking of the pandemic, uh, Chris, obviously COVID has made it almost impossible for you to do interviews in, in person with people now. Do you miss those days? I really do. Uh, I really do. Um, it, it's funny you mentioned that because I was talking to a trainer and he was in Florida and he said, you should be down here with me, which... I'll try to get my boss, Jamie Dykstra, to, to pay for that. I don't know if that's going to happen. But, uh, Do you need an assistant? <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to say. Yeah. Um, I'll yeah, carry your do. pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll all go down. The three of us will go down. We'll make the triactor there. I um, like it. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do. I like seeing the horses up you know, close and personal, too. So if I'm... You know what it's like when you write a story. Sometimes when you're face-to-face, um, you get a little bit more. Um, but... Even in saying that, I've been lucky that uh, people have been very, you know, forward in sharing their stories. But I, I can't wait to uh, to be able to do that again. Chris, as always, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, keep up the great work. Larry and I are obviously big fans of what you do with the communications department. And uh, I really appreciate you joining us and sharing your stories with the listeners of 24-7. Uh, it's been a big hit. Thank you, guys. And we'll uh, we'll work on that Florida trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm all for that. Thank you very much. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some recent action today around North America, including Woodby Mohawk Park, the Meadowlands, and some racing at several other North American tracks, including today's Risen Star Stakes. So make sure that your HBI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stick with us for Larry's always much anticipated Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. 
the best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Okay, before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, Sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Larry, take it away. Thanks, Jim. Let's start at, uh, I guess, the big race of the day, the feature, the $400,000 Risen Star, which is uh, race 13 at Fairgrounds. Uh, the number one horse is a horse called Papa Cap, who I liked in his uh, last start at Fairgrounds, the Le Comte Stakes. Uh, unfortunately, Papa Cap got locked down on the rail, which uh, really wasn't the uh, place to be that day. I like the move to uh, jockey Tyler Gaffleoni today. Also, to be fair about it, uh, Papa Cap had been off for 10 weeks prior to the Leconte, and he does show two back-to-back four furlong breezes today uh, since uh, uh, for today's race. So, uh, Also, the inside four post positions have been very strong, as we discussed earlier on the show with uh, with flow that uh, at the one one eighth mile distance, so there's a high, higher percentage of horses winning at one and mile one and one eighth mile distance uh, from post one to four. So there's lots to like, I think, today about Papa Cat. Uh, so fairgrounds race thirteen, there isn't star stakes number one. Papa Cap. And, and just a, a point in case anyone's wondering, Tawny Port, the Flo Giroux, it's 12 to 1, and right beside Tawny Port is Epicenter 4 to 1. This is a tough race, Larry. It's very tough, and uh, it's, it's probably the toughest uh, Kentucky Derby prep race that we've seen this year, uh, the most competitive, anyways. And, you know, how, how do you. Uh, get rid of smile maker too right so uh there's just uh you know it's a very tough race and i think it's going to be a very good race and i always like uh racing at fairgrounds uh, simply because of the fact that they have that long stretch so you can get yourself into a little bit of trouble but you've got a long stretch to kind of get you out of trouble it's kind of like the uh the turf course the ep taylor turf course Mm. at woodbine you talk to a lot of jockeys that ride that course and, and they come in from you know, other tracks in North America, and you ask them about B.P. Taylor, and the first thing they say is the track is so forgiving. It's got those wide turns, 
and it's got you know this long stretch that uh, you can maybe make a mistake and still get yourself out the wind. So it's the same with fairgrounds. <clears throat> Excuse me. That uh, you know it's a, a long stretch and a long run to the wire, and uh, you know a lot of horses. That's where they make it or break it at that, for that race. So interesting. What's next, Larry? Okay, uh, Santa Anita has a nine race card today. And race four is a 50,000 optional claimer at six furlongs on the dirt for a purse of uh, $40,000. Number six, Brightleaf, is actually a horse that was put on my watch list because this horse was actually on his way to victory in his last start. He was on top by about three lengths in the stretch when he lost his rider. <laughs> and uh, the horse, what they called propped and kind of the, the jockey uh, fell off. She wasn't hurt or that, but... Uh, uh, it was just one of those uh, things. It was a, a tough luck because it looked like the horse was going to win. But uh, since that start, uh, Brightleaf has uh, five well-spaced, five furlong works for today's race. Uh, trainer John Sadler adds Lasix, adds top jockey uh, Hernandez today. And Brightleaf is cutting back in distance from a mile to six furlongs, which is a good percentage move by the trainer. So Santa Anita, race four, number six, Brightleaf. Excellent. And what else, Larry? Uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park has a 12 race card tonight, and race eight is a one mile pace per purse of $15,000. Uh, number one, Sights on You, was claimed his last race by trainer Carmen Asiello, who's having a very good year claiming horses. And tonight picks up the services of O'Brien Award winning driver James McDonald. Uh, this is one of the biggest betting angles in harness racing a significant driver change, significant trainer change. This horse has hit the board in six of his last seven races, and Sights on You should get a cozy trip from the rail post tonight. So it looks like there's a lot going for Sights uh, on You. So Woodbine, Mohawk Park, race eight, number one, Sights on You. Very interesting. What else, Larry? Uh, finally, we've got the Meadowlands. Uh, Meadowlands has another large card tonight, and race seven is a one-mile trot for a purse of $18,000. The number four horse, Taka Falls, is actually a former Woodbine Mohawk Park horse that shipped down there and uh, looked very strong last week with a win in 153-4 and four in a class lower um, last quarter in 27-3. and three. It was a very impressive mile, but what made it most impressive was the fact that Taka Falls had been off for over a month. So uh, I think the step up tonight shouldn't really hurt this horse be in a little better shape, a little better conditioning with that uh, race under its belt. I also, as I've stated on this show in the past, love a trotter that won its last race. And I think what makes the last race even more impressive is it was done from the eight hole, not to mention that this horse hadn't raced since uh, January here at uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park. So there's just lots to like for this horse and uh, this trotter. So Meadowlands race seven, number four, in windy and decent conditions at the Meadowlands, too, so maybe that'll make a difference. Larry, as always, a real pleasure. Hey, Larry, we need to give a shout-out to our buddy Mark at the Fans of Horse Racing. Mark, how you doing? 
Thanks for all your help. Goodbye, as always. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. A reminder, if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the new issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine that was just released, and it's really cool, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. That's theponies247experience at gmail.com. Don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies as even though the silent auction's over you can still donate to the cause stick around 105.9 the region all weekend long the legend and rumors up next with the feed york region's only magazine show enjoy your family day holiday weekend i'll be back here monday morning thanks for listening we'll see you next week for the ponies 24 7 radio magazine loving it ponies 24 7 the radio magazine with jim lang and larry simpson has been brought to you by woodbine Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.